You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I am a pilgrim is the title of this devotion. A pilgrim means a sojourner or somebody who's just passing through. You know, the word Hebrew is actually the word that means from the other side. Abraham came from the other side of the Euphrates. He lived in a place called Mesopotamia, in a place called Paran. Paran means the sloping of a hill. That was right there by the Tigris and the Euphrates River. And he had traveled by the order of the Lord from there to a place called Haran in Syria, where his father Terah passed away, also where his younger brother Haran passed away. And then the Lord spoke to him again and told him to come to the land that he would show him. And he traveled from there, from Syria. He traveled into Canaan, which became the land of promise as God gave it to the children of Abraham as an everlasting possession, which is still an argument today. But we'll see in the end that God's word will prevail concerning his will for mankind. But Abraham was called a Hebrew, as in from the other side, or he who passed over. I think that's quite symbolic for me, and I'm sure there could be an argument about that interpretation, but really it's he who passed over. And we know Jesus is the Passover lamb who's passed from the other side to us to come and become like man so that he could bring us into the promised land of perfect union with the heavenly father. And I find all of these things quite inspiring to think about. But I want to read to you to begin with here from this amazing Psalm 84, which is one of the sons of Korah Psalms. And it says there, How lovely, in verse 1, is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. (laughs) I love the kind of worship. Verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house, Lord. They will still be singing, praising you. They will still be praising you, those who dwell in your house. Verse 5, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage, who constantly cannot find a home in the seen realm that is temporary, but whose heart constantly keeps going up into the unseen realm to live in communion with you. And because he comes into your house where your presence is manifest, He's still praising you despite the circumstances in the seen realm. He's still praising you. He's got a glow about him that comes from the other side, that comes from the heavenly realm. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Verse 7. And then verse 10. For a day in your courts, Lord, is better than the thousand. And I would have rather have one day in your court than live a thousand years, is what he's saying. One day in your court 
is better than a thousand days. Wow. Would you exchange a thousand years for one day in God's presence? Is what he is saying? I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. And I go back again to verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage, who keeps on coming back into your house, who keeps on saying, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm, it was good to me when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord. That's what David says. It was good to me. I think Psalm 122. It was good to me when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. In Psalm, what is it, 41 or 42, he said, Lord, when my soul is so low within me that I don't feel anything worth living for, this I remember and therefore I have hope that I'm going to see better days, is that I remember how I went up to your house together with so many others to worship and praise you and it was revival. And when I think about how you revive in your house, Lord, I know we're going to see better days again. What a good thing when you kind of feel weary about living that you know where to go get encouraged. And I pray, I really do, that everybody coming to Life Church will always find that the Lord's presence is what revives and restores. My vision for people coming, yes, I'm happy that they have a comfortable chair, that it's warm, that there's light, that the sound all works and all that. But for me, what makes church is the presence of the Lord Himself. And David, at the end of his life, when he's acknowledging the Lord for all that he's able to give to God, where he says both here in First Chronicles 29, verse 12, both riches and honor come from you, Lord. You reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you and of your own we have given you. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. Lord, we come on this earth and we get so prosperous and so blessed and yet our life is like a shadow. We're just a pilgrim here on this earth. One moment we're here and the next moment we're gone. I know my father, Johann Masbach, he went to be with the Lord on the 18th of September, 1997. And he was such a beautiful light of God. And, and, and through him, I got born again. And through him, I, I got healed. And my mother's prayer, but my father spoke to me and my mother. But you know, he's gone. He's gone. He's not down here on earth anymore. His life was here and, and then gone. My mother, she's 94. She's here. But I know one of these days she'll go to the other side and I won't see her until I go there myself or unless Jesus comes before I go. I'll see her when he comes. He'll bring her with him according to scripture. 
But you see, our life is so short on this earth. And when David came before the Lord with all the gold and silver and the wealth that God had entrusted to him on earth, because the Lord knew if I give it to David, it belongs to me. You see, the Lord knows if he prospers some people that what they get, they keep for themselves. He cannot ask for it. He cannot encourage them to give it. He cannot encourage them to use it for his name because they use it for themselves. But the Lord knew whatever I give David, I know belongs to me. I can ask for it. And David brought it all to the Lord and offered it all to the Lord. And then he says, Lord, look at all this wealth and all this honor and all this glory that I'm able to give you here on earth. And yet my life is but the shadow. It's just a vapor. It's here today and gone tomorrow. And it says to you and me in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says to you and me to not look at the temporal things, but to look at the eternal. It says, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 4, for the light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory because we do not look at the things which are seen. You know, when you go through this life and 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 things are a bit grindy, a bit tough, a bit hard. Some people then right away are ready to just throw in the towel and say, you know, I don't want to live anymore. But that's not God's nature. No, the opposite. He wants you to be able to say, Lord, in all of this, not unto me, but unto your name, give glory. Don't let the suffering of my circumstances shadow your nature and character the opposite, Lord, in the middle of these trials, in the middle of these hardships receive glory. Father, no matter what I'm going through, David says, or Paul says in Philippians 1 verse 19 and 20, even in death, receive glory. Be magnified in me. Be praised in me. Oh, God has a weight of glory to be unveiled in our frail human beings, in our circumstances, either of prosperity or in lack of want and hardship and difficulty and betrayal and denial, in, in abandonment, in these things, we can be more than conquerors through him who loved us because nothing can separate us from that love. I don't look at the things which can be seen and I know are but temporary, but I think I look at the things that are eternal. And I will encourage you today, look at the things that are eternal. Don't let the, the things of the moment cause you to look back to the former days that seemed to be so much better. Solomon said it's not good to look to the past and gloat and boast about it as if it was better for each day has their own troubles. It's so important that we don't look back. It says in Hebrews chapter 11 that Abraham could have returned if he looked back, but he steadfastly looked at what God was building and therefore God was not ashamed to be called his God, for he had prepared a city for him. Abraham knew that God was preparing glorious things. So I want to close with you here from this verse that I love deeply. And the reason why this verse has a bit maybe of an impact on my life is because I have three brothers and four sisters. My oldest brother is called John Henry. And the next brother is called David. 
he's with us. I'm going to see him soon. I love him deeply. He's a wonderful man of God. And uh, my youngest brother is called Johnny, or Johnny Tomalee after uh, Theo Osborne. Johnny Tomalee. Theo Osborne was a dear friend of my father. And then I have four sisters. But I've never seen my oldest brother, John Henry, because he passed away when he was three and a half years old, and that was before I was born. And when John Henry passed away, the Lord came to my father and, uh, and the word of the Lord came to him in his heart, do you believe that by my stripes you're healed? And uh, whatever, whoever, whatever gave that thought is not the point, which can be argued about who did that. But what came out of my father's heart is the point, which is why this scripture is dear to me. Because when that thought came to my father's heart, be it the devil insinuating, well, if you're the son of God, why don't you make bread, of, make bread out of these stones? Or if by his stripes are healed, why did John Henry die? You know, it could have been, but it could have been the Lord speaking to my father, say, John, do you believe? What my father said is written out here. He said, the life, when my brother John Henry passed away, my father said, the life of man is like the grass that withers in the sun and its beauty like the flower that fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And I know that that was an approving time for my father. It was an approving. You see, this time of pilgrimage is an approving time for you. We're to be proven to be true sons of God. Jesus through the resurrection of the dead in Romans 1 verse 4 was declared to be the Son of God by the Spirit of Holiness. You see, we, he was approved in his journey that despite that he suffered the pain and shame of sin, even not his own, but ours, because he never sinned, yet he was shown to be the Son of God in his suffering. And we need to be shown to be sons and daughters of God if we're wealthy like David, or if we're poor like Job in his suffering, we need to be shown to be sons and daughters of God, amen? And that people can look at us and say, you know, I don't understand your religion because you have so much trouble and yet you worship God as your heavenly Father whom you love. And when he's almighty God, why are you still going through the trouble? See, that's the enemy's question. Or, you're so prosperous and so wealthy, and yet you're humble. You go to church. You honor him with your tithes and offerings. You bless people in their needs, and people say, why go to this little bitty church when you're so prosperous? You could have this. You could have that. And you smile, and you say, I love my father, and this is my home church, and this is where I go. I don't worship my wealth. I worship God. Do you understand? We're on the pilgrimage and we're being tested. So let me close with that verse here from Isaiah 40, verse 6. A voice says, cry, prophesy. And I said, what shall I cry? And the voice answered, proclaim. All flesh is as frail as the grass and all that makes it attractive, its kindness, its goodwill, its mercy from God, its glory and comeliness, however good is transistory like the flower of the field. What glory we get to enjoy even as sons and daughters of God in this time is transistory. We're not meant to stay in this state. He has prepared a place for us. 
so that where he is, we may be also. And I want to encourage you today, realize that you're a pilgrim on your way home and that Jesus has prepared a place and that while you're here, while you're here, live to his praise and glory and fulfill all your days as an opportunity that he may receive the glory through you. Amen. Have a good day.